All right. Good morning, Doug. Lots of crazy news in the world today. What's gotten your attention? Well, actually, a lot of things have. I Believe it or not, I made a, a list. So this isn't completely extemporaneous the way our shows usually are. Uh, the first thing that popped uh, to my mind was reading the Wall Street Journal uh, today. Uh, it turns out the Federal Trade Commission, the FTC, is suing or prosecuting or whatever they're doing with Amazon uh, after a four-year investigation. So they had their they had their lawyers and other bed bugs running around for four years, and they finally come up with something to prosecute them on to justify their existence. The first thing was that they found that Amazon favors its own products relative mm. to other, you know, they have generic style products. That How they dare sell. they? Hmm? How dare they? Well, yes. I mean, it's not like it, it's not <laughs> like they're a commercial business that wants to sell their stuff as opposed to somebody else's. So they feel that that, that ought to be changed somehow. You ought to give other people the same break you give your own products. And the second thing was that um, they, the FTC didn't like the fact that Amazon uh, delivers stuff mostly using its own fleet of drivers. They should use other people like FedEx or UPS or who knows. And, and in this action, uh, they don't come up with specific suits. They just say, this is wrong. And you ought to do something about it. So this is one reason why the FTC is one agency that should be, there are many, many, but this is one based on this that should be abolished and Agent Orange sewn on the ground where it grew up. I can't even imagine the rationale behind an issue with them developing their own delivery fleet. I mean, you know, there were basically, it's either they're, otherwise they'd have to use the post office UPS or FedEx. There is not, there hasn't been any movement in the comp competitive landscape there in a long time. It's just those three. They've, you know, they invested, I don't know, I'm sure a billion billions of dollars in that fleet. They hired new people to do that work. I don't know. What's the problem? Well, not only that, but they've, uh, they've pioneered using drones to deliver things from local. So, I mean, it's wonderful and it's all good for the consumer but the FTC has to justify its existence. I mean, it's it's actually shameful and criminal. And in the article in the Wall Street Journal, it treats it like a legitimate enforcement action, just like, you know, they get cheaper T-shirts or whatever, generic type stuff like that. And they sell it cheaper than Ralph Lauren does. <clears throat> so they promote that. This is all this is all completely insane. <clears throat> anyway, that's something that's ongoing. Um, continuing collapse of Western civilization stuff where you start a business, you do good. And not that I like Jeff Bezos. I hate Jeff Bezos and his yeah. uh, fag hag rag, the Washington Post. But still, Amazon is a good thing. Um, and then the next thing I saw was the... Uh, there are hundreds of millions of dollars being dispensed to do with Epstein. And um, have you seen, have you seen this? I have it. I'm looking for, is that in the wall street journal also? Yes, it was where um, 
the government of the Virgin Islands is suing because because it's unclear to me what ground do they have to sue. So Epstein is a scumbag. This has pretty well been determined. I mean, I don't I didn't know the man personally, but with with one thing or another, yes, I assume that he was a scumbag. But uh, and and he was doing naughty things. But uh, who's the victim? I'd like to, I'd like to meet the exact victims, and I'd like them if he did if he committed a tort against them. Apparently, that's the case. He, they ought to sue him in open court or sue his estate in open court. And uh, why are banks involved in this? And banks are paying scores of millions of dollars in. Yeah. Uh, did Doug uh, what, what it says in this article is on Monday J.P. Morgan. Uh, settled a, a, a lawsuit agreeing to pay Epstein's alleged victims $290 million. And what does J.P. Morgan have to do with all this? Yeah. If they settled, yeah. it must be a lot. And was it J.P. Morgan that was doing something naughty? Or did they have some individual executives that did something they shouldn't have done? Well, who were they and what did they do? And why is J.P. Morgan paying this gigantic amount of money? To settle. To settle so nothing comes out. So nothing comes out, exactly. Just like Epstein's death itself. And, and of course, the journal says that the death of Epstein and drive on. It wasn't. It was obviously a murder. There's no question about it. It was a murder. So... Uh, it is shocking, though. $290 million settlement. That's almost as bizarre as, uh, you know, Fox's settlement with um, Dominion Voting Systems, this crazy out of whack, you know, $890 million settlement that they had. Um, I mean, these numbers don't make sense. It's like they want to hide something or something else is going on. Yeah, they do. And I'm sure that Julian uh, uh, Maxwell, who's still in jail, uh, at some point, she's going to get tired of being in jail and is going to cut a deal and spill the beans. Well, maybe not, because all these rats are hooked up together, and there's probably no prosecutor that who values his career or his life that will take her testimony. But uh, I think she's a walking, a walking dead woman too, because she's got knowledge of of all this stuff, and nobody cares. I mean, everybody just drives on stupid article in the Wall Street Journal. Anyway, we'll find out more about that in the future. Uh, the next thing that I thought was interesting was that um, Trump, uh, did you follow this up adequately? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure. How, I don't have all the details on it. I was looking up some articles on it. But what I did read this morning is that he lost a lawsuit um, where he was being sued for uh, uh, fraud claiming that on, um, you know, financing applications that he overstated his net worth. And there was no jury trial around this or anything, but the judge determined, as I understand it, that this, it was factually correct that he overstated it. And the judge pegged the value of Mar-a-Lago, you know, this resort he's got down in Florida at a value of $18 million. Now, uh, my guess is that's like the assessed value on the tax record of the property, but there's just zero chance. I mean, you'd have to add at least a zero to that to get in the ballpark of what that might be worth and maybe a lot more than that. So, but anyway, so the, so the judge 
decided that, in fact, he committed this, and it was such an egregious violation that um, uh, he should no longer be able to do business in New York. The LLCs that are formed there in the state of New York are being disbanded, disbanded, and uh, there's going to be a executor or trustee put in, uh, um, in charge of those former entities uh, to decide how to distribute the assets there. Trump is obviously being railroaded by a kangaroo court kind of judge. This is actually criminal, what's going on, because the, the Democrats are clearly taking action against him to try to bankrupt him, as well as discredit him with the public at large. I mean, this is with malice and a forethought. It's I don't care how bad a guy you think Trump is. This is this is simply illegal. I mean, it's and it's and it's crazy. And anyway, if Trump borrowed from the bank and he paid the bank back on whatever terms the two of them have, where's where's the victim? Where's the crime? I mean, where's the where's the accusation of fraud by any related party? Yeah, Doesn't... exactly. So this judge is sticking his nose into the. The judge ought to be prosecuted for uh, for malfeasance, quite frankly, not just misfeasance on this. But this is where the whole legal system is doing. And, of course, the phrase that's become very popular is to weaponize everything, including the legal system. Perfect example of that. So yeah, to me, it reminds me of basically this. It's similar to the seizure of uh, Russian oligarch assets at the start of the Ukraine war. You know, yeah. they just took him. It's like, well, you shouldn't have those. Right. You carry a Russian passport and you've got some money. We'll steal your stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. Same thing. So anyway, that's also in, in the news. I don't know if there's anybody else that's outraged about this, but I certainly am. Uh, then uh, on a uh, lighter note, uh, it turns out that a supercomputer uh, has projected the future existence of a supercontinent, supercomputer, supercontinent, it makes sense, lines up. Uh, the supercontinent, uh, which will appear, uh, or will have appeared by 250 million years from now, it'll be called super, it'll be called, no, Pangea Ultima. And uh, <laughs> so the article, uh, and this is going to be all over the press, I think, because it's, you know, it, it ties into global warming. There's no question about it. Uh, and the, the supercomputer says that by 250 million years from now, uh, and I'd point out that life as we know it on the planet, multicellular complex life, has only existed for 500 million years. Mm. Dinosaurs died out 60 million years ago. Kind of put these things in perspective. So the super, the stupid supercomputer projects at CO2 levels, it's not like that's the most important thing that can go on in the world. It says CO2 levels will have risen to 1.5 times their current level 250 million years from now. That's kind of wild. You think that at the rate that CO2 is rising it would be 250 million years from exactly. more than 1.5 times the current level. And incidentally, the current level, uh, which is uh, four four parts per, or is it 40 parts per million? 40 parts per million uh, is only marginally above what it takes to maintain plant life. 
So we actually don't have a CO2 crisis anyway. But it also projects the 250 million years from now that largely become because, of course, the CO2 is going to have part of it. That's why they mentioned that. But the sun will be, will have expanded, and the average temperature on the planet will be 104 degrees. And mammals probably won't be able to exist and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, this is hysteria that to scare people. And I'm sure they want the government to do something about what they what the stupid supercomputer thinks is going to happen in 250 million years. This is this is this is a bizarre world. You couldn't write a comic book about this and and be considered credible. Is the assumption that the uh, you know that there's one giant continent because the water recedes to such an extent that things are connected? Is that the idea? I'm sure that's part of it, but there's projecting and. Of course, since all the continents rotate yeah. or, or around like scum on a pond of molten rock, they project that once again, the continents will all come together. And, yeah. yeah, sure, the climate will change, but 250 million years from now, I mean, I mean, it's an academic thing that. Uh, it's, it's at least, uh, it's at least. Two hundred and forty-nine million nine hundred ninety thousand years outside of relevance for me. I'm afraid. Yes, I'm afraid it is. I mean, in between now and then, there's bound to be uh, a really big asteroid that'll crash into the Earth, or we'll have a really serious. There's all kinds of things that are going. This is this is actually crazy, but it's. I hope they weren't funded by a government to do this, but I'm sure they were. Come on. Who has time to do this work? Oh, no, but it's mildly amusing. I mean, we get to talk about it. Uh, and what else is happening? Um, I'm not up to date with this. Frankly, it's 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 but Biden uh, is the first president who has or is currently um, actually going to the picket lines of the UAW against the uh, uh, the car companies. So this is a first. And of course, he's going to try to promise them all kinds of things against the evil companies. Not that I'm on the side of the evil companies, because, you know, the average top auto executive is paid 300 times what the average overpaid UAW worker is, because these numbers don't come out anywhere, but I've seen things that indicate that the average UAW worker is paid $65 an hour, which they're inflated dollars. Yeah, but that's that's a pretty good buck. Mm -hmm. but, yeah, but, the, but these auto workers, but the, the auto executives are paid many, many millions per year. So. Yeah, and it's, and it's I mean, you know, GM shouldn't even exist. It shouldn't have been bailed out by taxpayers in the financial crisis. They were over leveraged in financing and they yeah. were, they, you know, the fact that that, that, that the CEOs come out of that. Okay. is just bizarre to me too, but yeah. A pox on both their houses and with a little bit of luck, the auto workers will absolutely kill the domestic auto industry. But then Trump is uh, giving a speech tonight, I think uh, to the auto workers. And I don't know what he's going to say, but I'll, I'll speculate on what he's going to say. And one of them is uh, we have to limit imports of cars from abroad 
to compete against us. That's what he. That's what he's going to say. So uh, he's got his own governmental cure for essentially governmental cause problems, and why that's the case is that's a whole different conversation. Yeah, apparently uh, uh, Joe was on the picket line yesterday, and he said, uh, "There's a little quote from him here." Oh. Wall Street Wall Street didn't build this country. The middle class built this country. The unions built the middle class. That's a fact. Let's keep going. You deserve what you've earned. And you've earned a hell of a lot more than you're getting paid now. It's all bullshit. It's all rhetoric. Uh, so how like, do the how do the mob react to this wisdom? I mean, they, they don't look super enthusiastic, but he was saying the right things. I mean, they look like they're looking at a frail old man. Yeah, you know they don't want to scare him. That's what it looks like. That's, that's right. That's uh, it's all it's all degraded kabuki theater. Anyway, we'll see what Trump says tonight. Yeah, uh, and there's one last thing that uh, was in the news that uh, the enclave of Nagorno-Karabakh, which is where a bunch of Ukraine, uh, excuse me, a bunch of Armenians live in the Caucasus. And this is interesting because I'm geographically pretty knowledgeable, but I actually had to go out of my way. I said, okay, it's about time. I'm going to find out exactly where Nagorno-Karabakh is. And it's an enclave separated from Armenia uh, within the confines of uh, Azerbaijan. And uh, the Is that Armenian... what the fight's over? Is that the area the fight is over between them? Uh, say again, the is, fight is, is that the territory that Azerbaijan and uh, Armenia are are potentially warring over. Is it that carve out? Well, that's one thing. They don't like each other. They never have, mm -hmm. uh, actually. So um, there are apparently about one hundred and sixty thousand ethnic Armenians live in the enclave of Nagorno-Karabakh, surrounded by Azerbaijan, and the Azerbaijanis want them to go away so they can move there. Yeah. Hmm. And they're going to move away. And in the past, the Russians have mediated this and supported the Armenians, but they're recusing themselves at this point. So what's going to happen? Uh, I doubt if the Azerbaijanis, I mean, the Armenians are saying, oh, they're going to, they're going to ethnically cleanse us. Eh, probably not. They're just going to tell them, you know, pack up your shit and get out of here. That's what they're going to say, even though it's their land, uh, or they think it's their land. But uh, anyway, it's interesting because the average American uh, has never heard of Nagorno-Karabakh, but it's kind of a big deal if you live in the Caucasus, and that's what's going on now. Hmm. I had no idea. I was just kind of confused yeah. about what I, I knew there's a conflict. I know it, fl it flared up last year also for a bit, but uh, I, the whole thing I find very confusing. I can't. Like, is, it, is Turkey on the side of Azerbaijan? Yes, because you'll recall that uh, was a hundred, more than 100 years ago, the Turks committed a, a genuine genocide against, against the Armenians, the Armenians yeah. and killed a million, 1.5 million. I mean, the numbers are, are unknown. So they're, you know, they they don't, for some reason, the Turks don't like the Armenians. And so the friend the enemy of my enemy is my friend kind of thing. But the way I see it is there's that old song uh, from the 60s. The French hate the Germans. The Germans hate the Dutch. 
and I don't like anybody very much. So <laughs> I just hope that the U.S. doesn't find an excuse to get involved in this. And you know, what, who would be the natural ally or side that the U.S. would fall in on? Do you think are they? Well, the Azerbaijanis have significant oil production, and the Armenians are poor, but they've got there are a lot of Armenians in the U.S., so yes, they get to yeah. lobby and. Uh, I don't know. It's actually none of our damn business, quite frankly, because we don't know anything about it. And, you know, it's a good idea when things are none of your business. Keep your damn nose out of it, especially if you're the U.S. government and you're spending other people's money and it's going to have knock-on effects that could be unpleasant for everybody. I have to, kind of related to that, I don't know if you saw, uh, there apparently... There is a resurgence of Al Qaeda in the Sahal that are heading down to fight Wagner Group. To fight Wagner Group? Wait a minute. Well, and and some of the some of the uh, some of the uh, other African governments that are, um, you know, that are not allied to the West any longer. Hmm. Well, that's and of course the French have exited Niger. They pulled out. They had about a thousand or fifteen hundred troops there, but the U.S. has about the same number of troops at their big drone base. And the question is: is, Are are, are the Nijawa going to kick out the Americans too? And will the Americans take it laying down? Last I saw, they they must have come to some agreement because they reopened their operations from those uh, from those air drone drone bases. But so they must have, you know, must have made some deal with them. But the thing is, it's, I just think it's funny how we don't hear anything about Al Qaeda. I mean, nothing. Hmm. But then, when when uh, we need some uh, irregular forces, it would be helpful to have show up in the area. You know, all the the, <laughs> the, you know, the technicals start rolling in. You know, that's it's like... right. <laughs> it, it it really is comedy. And if the uh, U.S. base is going to stay there, well, the French have gone away, maybe because they hate the French. But uh, but also maybe the French said, we don't want to pay you $100 million or whatever they'd uh, shake them down for. You know, it's <clears throat> I may have mentioned this in the past, but there was a Mad Magazine article from the 1950s when I was a little kid and was reading Mad Magazine. And it had Gamal Abdel Nasser sitting in a bullet-pocked Arab building, mud building. And another Arab swore the Arab comes up to him and says, Gamal Abdel, the treasury is empty. What will we do? He says, don't worry, Abdul. Calls the U.S. Embassy. Hello, U.S. Embassy. Give me a million dollars or I'm going to go over to the Russians. And he calls the Russian Embassy. Hello, Russians. Give me a million dollars or I'm going over to the Americans. And the swore the Arab says, ah, Gamal Abdel, you are so smart. So this is this is the way the Nihuahua are going to play it, undoubtedly. <laughs> yeah no doubt okay well good doug thanks very much well i think we'll wrap it up here and we'll be back on friday but wait oh should, we, else? we should come back friday but real quickly i haven't talked about the encyclopedia britannica oh no sorry i apologize uh, please do <laughs> i mean everybody should go on their website daily to uh get caught up in world history real briefly real briefly um <clears throat> today uh it pointed out important things in history, okay? That's what this daily thing is, important things on this date in history. In 1982, 
Lil Wayne was born. Oh. And in 1972, Gwyneth Paltrow was born. So these are really two important people in world history that the Britannica thinks ought to be acknowledged. So state of the world, kind of. And uh, otherwise, you'll be interested to know that in 1996, the Taliban captured Kabul. Hmm. And this was before we invaded the place to kick the Taliban out. Who, hmm. and, and what do you know? Then they kicked us out last year and got $80 million, excuse me, $80 billion. It's, it's only three orders of, mag- of equipment for their trouble. And we're right back to the status quo ante, except they got a whole bunch of equipment. It's insane. Anyway, 1996 is when they took control. Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing is that um, we only talk uh, talk about what's happening in, in the U.S. with our space program. But... Um, the Chinese did their first spacewalk in 2008. So this was, yes, that's when the Chinese, their space program, and they did a spacewalk in 2008. So this was like, how many years ago is that? Is it, That's uh, 15 years ago. So uh, it's not a backward country anymore, China, doing spacewalks 15 years ago, 2008. It's good to know. I mean, that's at least as important as important as the fact that Lil Wayne and and Gwyneth were born today. That's another. And last, last of important things that happened today, in two thousand nine, uh, Greta, uh, how dare you, started <laughs> uh, a week of protests about the climate or whatever the hell it was. That was in, that was in two thousand nineteen. So. Mm. That's also very important. She she's uh yeah, a lot of cultural heroes mentioned today from Greta to Little Wayne. Yep, absolutely. So anyway, it's all good news. It's all good okay. news. Right right from the fact that the world is gonna end in 250 million years. <laughs> prepare yourselves, people, prepare. Yes. Yes. God's all gonna right. punish you. Don't worry about that. Okay. Thanks, Doug. I will talk to you on Friday. Appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, Matt.